What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. As always, hope everybody's having a good day. Hope everything is going smooth for you. Uh, and if maybe things aren't going that smooth, maybe you'll feel better after this podcast. I'll try to do my best to uh, brighten up your day. Something I want to talk about today in this episode is the three basics, right? The three basics of, of recovery, what it is that you need. And, um, you know, I'm not here to say that recovery is easy by any means, but it is simple. And there's a difference there. Um, the good news for you and for anybody that's listening right now is that uh, recovery does not require skill. You do not have to be talented. You do not have to be skilled um, in order to get sober or or to recover from what it is that you're looking to get rid of. Um, You meet the minimum requirements. So congratulations on that. Everybody is capable of getting into recovery. I mean, listen, I've seen the absolute worst of the worst get clean. And what I mean by that is people that are so severely beaten down in their addictions. And, and, um, listen, we all come into recovery in different stages. You know, I don't care if you're 16, you know, or younger and you're struggling with, with bud, or if you're struggling with some, some other substances, you can get clean. And I also don't care if you're, uh, 70 years old, And you've been an alcoholic for the last uh, 50 years because I've seen that as well. And so uh, recovery doesn't require skill. You know, it doesn't require talent. It doesn't um, it doesn't discriminate. Right. It it basically comes down to a a few different things um, as far as getting clean goes. And and I think what I what I've noticed is um, I can certainly see it in my in myself and I see it in a lot of. I mean, pretty much everybody um, who has problems with addiction is, you know, addiction arises from basically a refusal um, or an unconscious refusal, if you want to, if you want to call it that, to face, to face our pain, you know, Um, now this, this could be mental, this could be emotional, or this could be even physical pain. But um, addiction starts with pain, and it pretty much ends with pain. You know, it, it covers pain from from uh, start to finish. And um, and again, it looks different for everybody. Like I said, it could be mental, emotional or physical. But um, there is something that drugs and alcohol does for people that covers up something that they are uncomfortable with. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I remember when I really really noticed it started to develop a a problem. Like when I started, it was the, it seemed like it was the solution. You know what I mean? It certainly wasn't the problem in the beginning. (laughs) It it of course developed into a problem uh, relatively quickly as well for me, because I'm a, uh, I'm a rapid learner. You know, I, (laughs) I really uh, accelerated, um, I put the pedal to the metal in my addiction. Things just got out of control really fast. But but the truth of the matter is that it felt like it was a solution, you know. And a lot of people feel that way, that it's solving something. There's something that we might not even be aware of. There's some type of pain. Like I said, you know, mental, emotional, physical, um, some type of pain that the addiction um, is a solution to. 
And obviously, as we get down the rabbit hole and, and explore more and more, uh, it becomes more frequent. You know, it takes over our um, our mentality and our thoughts and our entire days are, are um, really programmed around how am I going to get the next one? You know, or, or maybe, or maybe you start off as a weekend warrior even. And, uh, but you're thinking about it throughout the week. You know, addiction doesn't have to be an everyday thing. It just matters what it does to the mind. And it just matters that you might be in a place where, okay, I only drink once a week or I only get high once a week. But when I do, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> All bets are off. I can't tell you I can't tell you how it's going to uh, end at the end of the night or, or when I'm going to be able to stop or what situation I'm going to be in, you know? So, um, again, it looks different for everybody, but, um, I think some people, whether you're really young, young people in particular, and I can relate to this cause I got young, uh, I got sober really young at 20 years old. And I felt like there's no way, there's no way I can get sober. You know, I don't think, um, I don't think I have a shot. Like it's one, it was all I knew. So, I mean, for, for more than half of my life at the time, again, I, so, so I got sober at 20, but again, I started at nine years old. So I was getting high for more than half of my life. And it was literally the only way I knew how to get by. Uh, in life, you know what I mean? And so, but at the same time, so I had the length, right? I had the length of time where I didn't know what else to, I didn't know how else to live, but I also felt like I'm so freaking young. You know, I was pulling from two different places. On one hand, it was all I knew, but on the other hand, I, um, I also felt like I had so much time left. Like how could I possibly get sober at 20? I, you know, I can't even take a legal drink yet and I'm going to give this up. I just didn't see any way that it was possible for me. And then on the flip side, right, you might get, you might get sober at a, an older age, 50, 60, 70, uh, 80. I don't know. I don't really care how old you are, but on the flip side, when you're in this scenario, you're thinking, this is all I know. You know, there's no shot that I can get clean. Um, I've been addicted to, for 50 years or 40 years, you know, I mean, it really becomes ingrained in people's, um, lives, you know? And so the point here is it does not require skill. Um, the three things that it takes is, um, acceptance, willingness, and open-mindedness. And this is really just to break it down, right? Into simple steps. Now, acceptance. What is acceptance? What does this mean? You know, basically, you need to get to a place where, you know, I had to I had to accept that I could not control my usage. I had to accept that I had a I have a problem and that there is absolutely no safe way for me to use. I needed to really look at the fact that I could not deny this issue anymore, you know, and, and 
for a long time. I mean, it really, ever since I was a kid, I knew that I did not get high in a normal way um, or even drink in a normal way. And yet I didn't consider myself an alcoholic at all because really alcohol wasn't my thing, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I drank at parties and, um, you know, and, and, and things like that, but it wasn't my, uh, it wasn't my focus. You know, the dry goods were more my focus. However, when alcohol was around and it was all I could get my hands on, I drank like an alcoholic. <laughs> you know, I, I went all out. I didn't drink to get a buzz on. I didn't drink. I didn't have a three or four and be like, okay, I'm good now. There's no way. There's just no shot. That wasn't ever happening. Uh, it just did not, I'm not, I don't operate that way, you know? And so, um, I had to, I had to get rid of the denial that I could use substances in a safe way and that someday I'd be able to find the formula. You know, what is like, what's the exact, what's the perfect formula for me to be able to use the correct way? You know, I think I tried to, I tried to BS myself for a while that, man, like someday, like maybe I'll be able to figure it out. Maybe I just need to get a little bit more mature. You know, maybe, uh, maybe if I, if I, you know, if I switch some things up, I'll be able to figure it out. And I was bullshitting myself. Like there's just, there was no, there was no time where I could control my usage. Once I, once I started, there was no stopping, none ever, you know? Um, there was no yellow or red light. I mean, it was constantly green. I was constantly on the go. And, um, and so I, I really needed to accept that addiction was kicking my ass, that there was no shot that I wasn't going to be able to use safely. Now, for some people, this can be really daunting. And, and honestly, I mean, it, it usually takes a lot of evidence. It usually takes a lot of trouble in order for people to accept this because without like how addiction starts with pain, it's pretty much the same thing in recovery. We need a lot of pain in order to, to feel like this is a, a good option for us and that this is something that we can possibly even think about. And so, um, I needed to go through a lot of, of pain in order to accept the fact that like, holy crap, like I definitely, you know, this is kicking my ass and I can't, I can't do this in a safe way. You know, the idea that I could use in a safe way needed to be smashed. It needed to be absolutely, um, crossed off my mind. And, and I really did know that I, I knew that by the time that I got clean this last time, there ain't no way I'm going to be able to use in a little bit, you know, a little bit here in our moderation. It just, you know, especially coming off a of relapse. I had a relapse after nine months and, um, and I knew exactly where it took me right away. I think I smoked, I smoked a little bit of weed and five minutes later I was trying to get heroin. <laughs> like that was, that was the, that was the extent of, um, of moderation for me. You know, I, uh, tried to just smoke a little bit with my friends and felt like, you know, Hey, I feel like I could have a better grip on this. And yet I was trying to buy heroin five minutes later after I started smoking after being clean for nine months. I mean, that blew my mind. Um, that, that my mind went there immediately. 
I was like, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to get high, I might as well do it. What I, what I normally like. No, I'm not saying this is the case for everybody. You know, everybody's recovery is different and I'm totally cool with that. I totally understand that, but this is just my experience. So I needed to understand that there was no room for denial. I could not deny the severity of my, of my issue. And I needed to get real honest. You know, I needed to get real honest with myself and that's a part of acceptance too, you know, is being honest with who, with who you are and, and your track record. You know what I mean? Uh, the second thing is willingness. And again, it's pretty simple. Like I, I needed to get willing. I needed to be willing to take action, to do something different. Like all my life choices up, up to this point, everything that I was, you know, that I wanted to continue doing, it led me up to, to the scenario I was in, you know, and I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to listen to anybody. I wasn't willing to do anything anybody else's way. That's how I just was as a kid, you know, growing up. I didn't want to hear shit. I didn't want to hear your opinion of what I needed to do. I didn't want, I wasn't going to listen. Uh, I was extremely stubborn and anti-authority and, and all that, you know, and not that I was like hard to get along with. Cause I really, I got along with it uh, with um, many people, you know, I was, I'm a pretty social person. And, but when I, when I felt like people were trying to tell me what I needed to do and how I needed to live my life, nah, you know, I, I put the, I put the cotton right in my ears and I usually would let you know how I thought, what I thought about that. You know what I mean? That needed to change. I really needed to change that. And what helped me do that was I realized, well, my unwillingness to do things differently has landed me right in this spot. You know, I needed to take accountability for where the hell I was in my life. And in my addiction, I was never, you know, when I was getting high, I was never capable of doing that. I, I, you know, I wanted to blame uh, other things or, you know, if you had my life, you would be getting high too. You know, all these BS excuses. And I was not taking responsibility for where my life was. And so I needed to become willing to do that. And I needed to be willing to listen to, to somebody other than myself. You know, some people that had some, some time, some people that had been down the road and got clean and know how to live a sober life. And I needed to develop some type of, some type of trust, right. And, in, in, in other people, like, because I, I couldn't see, I couldn't see how some of these things would benefit me, but I was also lost for what to do. Like I said, what I was doing certainly wasn't working out. So, hey, why not try something different, right? So I needed to have the willingness. And, and you know, I needed to be willing to, to leave friends behind, right? That, that I built bonds and relationships with that, hey, you know, it might have been toxic, but this was my comfort zone. You know, I, I didn't want to get new friends. I, I, in the past, I wasn't willing to open up to people and, you know, try to make new relationships and get uncomfortable. I, um, I constantly went back to what I knew and guess what? I ended up getting the same results over and over again. You know, if we continue to 
do the same thing over and over, we're going to continue to get the same results over and over. So it was, uh, it was difficult for me to accept that, like, all right, <laughs> maybe I need to get outside of my comfort zone a little bit. And something to keep in mind is that if we want to grow in life, no matter what, not just getting, not just getting clean, just growing in any area, we've got to be willing to get uncomfortable. Growth does not live in comfort, you know, and and so the birth of that, if you if you want to call it that, is is the willingness to start. It's the start to get uncomfortable, and being willing to to deal with some uh, some emotional pain or or discomfort. And honestly, that's okay. Like, listen, a little bit of pain, a little bit of fear never killed us. The thing is that we make we make our pain, we make our fear a lot more than it really needs to be in our head. You know, I've said this before, and our head is not our friend, especially when we're first trying to get clean, because we're constantly trying to go back to what is known, what is comfortable, what is certain to us. Um, it's very easy to go back to old patterns when you know what to expect. And it's a little bit scary when we have to jump outside of our comfort zone and do things that are that are uncomfortable and different. So some things I, I really want you to think about is, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to put in the work to, to make changes in your life? You know, are you willing to, are you willing to change your friend group? Are you willing to do these things? And if not, what's the alternative? What is it that you, what is it that you're holding on to? What is the life that you're holding on to if you're really not willing to do things differently? And that's and this is a really important thing to think about because it's like, what's your end goal? Sure, things in recovery can can be scary if we don't if we don't um, know what to expect. And I totally understand that, and I can totally appreciate that. And I experienced that. I had no freaking clue what getting clean was going to look like. But what is your alternative? If you're not willing to do these things, what's uh, what's holding you back from committing? Like I said, fear isn't and fear doesn't kill us, right? Change doesn't kill us. Getting uncomfortable doesn't kill us. So what is stopping you from committing? Because that's what willingness basically comes down to: is are you going to are you going to be are you going to give absolute commitment? And now I'm not talking about this is the thing to to really um, to keep in mind. To, it's really important is I'm not telling you to commit to a year. I'm not saying you got to commit to a month or to an entire week. Right. I'm just talking about being willing in the, in the day, each day that you wake up and going through that process of committing to the day. You'll worry about tomorrow when it gets here. You know, tomorrow isn't real. Right now is real. That's it. We all have a gift. Today is an absolute gift. That's why they call it the present. The past is gone. The future isn't, it doesn't exist. It's not real right now. All that we have is this moment. So what is stopping you from being willing to commit to just staying sober right now? I mean, screw it. You don't even have to worry about 10 hours from now. If you really want to get technical, you don't have to, you don't even have to commit to, uh, you don't have to even commit to, uh, too far in the future 
in the day, if that concerns you, just commit to the next hour, you know, and keep doing that over and over again. But you got to ask yourself, if you're not willing to make these changes, then why not? And what's the alternative if you don't? And, um, and so the third thing is, is open-mindedness. It's being open to trying new things, to explore, being open to, um, to going through some things that is going to be a big plus for you through the journey, you know, and that's what recovery is about. It's a journey. And think about it when you're closed minded. What does that mean? What does it mean to be closed minded? It means you, you're not going to you're not going to learn anything different than what you already know. If you're closed minded, and you're not willing to um, experience new things or, or take on a new perspective and to get curious, um, you're going to be the exact same. Open-mindedness is one of the keys to life. It really is. You got to be open. You got to be open to making new relationships, to trying new things. To It's all a part of the journey, you know, the journey of life. Think about it. When you think of something that Think of someone who's closed-minded. Just think of a closed-minded person that you know, and think of, think about how frustrating it is to try to to try to make them see something in a different light, or that that you know would even maybe benefit them, but they don't hear it. They can't because they they have closed themselves off to option to all their options that life can possibly offer, and to to anything that they don't that they're not comfortable with. You know, being open is huge. Like for me, I had to, I had to be open to going to meetings, right? Now you might not like meetings and that's okay, but you got to be open. I had to be open to, um, when I had a craving to get high, instead of sitting in my shit and thinking about, oh my God, I, I have a craving. I have an urge. I have to, you know. I'm staring at the four walls of my room and I'm not doing anything about it. No, no, no. I had, I had to be, I had to have the open-mindedness and the, and the willingness, you could say that too, to get up and take action and to not give into, um, these feelings. I had to be open-minded enough to realize like, you know what? It's okay that I have a craving. It's okay that I have an urge or it's okay that I'm experiencing these things right now. Cause this isn't, this isn't forever. A part of open-mindedness is changing your perspective. You know, it's having an unbiased opinion, so to speak. And so a part of that is realizing that you are not your, you are not your thoughts. This is really important. You are not the thoughts that come into your head. You aren't the craving, you know, you aren't even your mind. We become the thoughts that we constantly think about in our mind. Because that's based on our belief system. But the idea here is just because you have a craving, it doesn't mean doesn't mean you have to give into it. It doesn't mean that you have to believe the thought that is there. I like to look at sometimes when I when I have um, like specifically when I was early, early in my recovery and I would have cravings. Of course, everybody does, you know, and you have to be OK with that. You have to it's par for the course. But I almost looked at my thoughts, my urges, my cravings, 
like I tried to remove myself from the situation, meaning I almost took a step back and was the observer. Like I was the observer of my thoughts, but I wasn't my thoughts. You know what I mean? Thoughts are basically just things that pop into our mind from our previous experiences and, and our daily habits. And so what does that mean? It means when you take action, when you get these thoughts, when you get these cravings, don't try to fight it. Don't try to resist it. Because the more you try to fight something and try to not think about something, the more you think about it. For instance, I'm going to tell you right now, don't think of the color red. What is the first thing that just popped into your mind? It's the freaking color red. 100%. You know, I said, don't think about the color red. Blue didn't pop into your mind. You know? So what does this mean? It means if you're sitting there and you're, and you're not, and you're fearful and you're not, um, you're trying not to think about something, you're going to end up harping on it and you're going to end up um, sitting in it. Now, instead, this is why you got to take action. You got to have the open-mindedness and the willingness to, to go for a walk, to do anything, go run some errands, talk with somebody about it. I used to play, I used to play a lot of basketball, you know, I mean, <laughs> for my first, my first year, I was on the basketball courts quite a bit. Um, cause exercise is a, is a great way to focus on what it is that you're doing and to get your mind, you know, to get basically into your body and out of your mind. So you gotta, you gotta be willing to, um, I had to be willing to take direction from people and having the open mindedness to do that and to do things differently because we end up in this cycle and this pattern loop. If you want to call it, that's basically what addiction is. We end up in this pattern loop. We get a craving, we get an urge, then we get, an, then we get the emotion from it. And then we end up taking the action and then the cycle just continue, uh, continues over and over again. You know, and so we got to break up that thought loop. Just because a craving comes doesn't mean we have to give into it. It means we got to do something else. We got to develop some other hobbies. We got to be open to. We got to be open and and okay with being uncomfortable. It's one of the biggest things. So, um, you you know you you gotta you gotta be uh. You got to have the ability to consider other perspectives. That's, it's really, it's just really important. Um, I think it was, I think it was Benjamin Franklin there, you know, I could be wrong, but I really, I think it's Benjamin Franklin and it's a funny story. It's like, apparently Benjamin Franklin was, was really conceited and was basically a, a snobby, a snobby person who uh, thought he knew he thought he knew it all. And there was a meeting and eventually he turned off everybody so much because of just how conceited and how unwilling, uh, he just wasn't open-minded at all. He wasn't willing to listen to other people's perspectives. And someone approached him and he said, uh, how does it feel to know that you'll never be smarter than you are right now? Because you are completely closed-minded and don't listen to other perspectives. 
and this got his attention, you know, and he ended up, he ended up starting to be a little bit more open-minded and listen to other people because it hit him. He was like, holy crap, you know, if you only know your own perspective, you're, you're, that's it. Your, your growth is done. You're not going to change. So, um, I hope you guys got something from this, from this episode and, uh, let's do things different. You know, what do you have to lose? It comes down to these three things, man. Recovery doesn't require skill. Really simply put, it's simple. Not saying it's easy because <laughs> I know it isn't. I know that's not always easy and it's not supposed to be because anything that we got to fight for is, is worth having. You know, if anything comes easy, it's not worth having because we don't value it. We don't respect it. You're going to respect your recovery <laughs> one way or another. We all got to earn our stripes. And so just keep these three things in mind. The uh, acceptance, willingness, and open-mindedness. These are the three keys to uh, to recovery. So um, I hope everybody has a fantastic day. And, uh, and I will see you guys on the next one.